<laughs> okay, well, here we are. Uh, this is C3E coming at you with another episode. Uh, I'm, I'm glitching. Hold, please. He's I, Colin. I'm, I'm, I'm Jordan. Colin. And I'm Dan Quillen. Uh, Dan Quillen in the house. Whoop, whoop, we just got whoop. off of recording one episode. Danielle came in halfway through. No, halfway through my case. So we're like, you'll hear her in the next episode from the past. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Time travel Time. does exist. Period. Uh, Twilight so is, Zone. <laughs> this is her. Well, no, because we recorded an episode with cases that she chose. And then she's got two, three cases today. Two. Two cases today. And this is supposed to be our whatever the fuck we want episode. We already recorded it one time, but I was sick. And it just was not, it was not a good time. I couldn't breathe. And so we're doing it again. I switched up the case on them though. But this case is going to upset them being boozling my equally ass. as much as the last one did. Actually, probably more. Because uh, the last one, I don't know. The last one was weird. I'm probably going to cover it again. But for now, switching shit up. And I am... Well, Jordan, what are you drinking? Diet Coke and Captain Morgan private I'm stock. I'm still drinking from the past because you'll hear it in the next episode. <laughs> Dr. Pepper with peach flavored whiskey. What do you got, Dan Quillen? I have water bottled. Wow. Along with some crystal light lemonade. Wow. She's very fancy. She's up here. She's fucking high class compared to us. <laughs> She's making us look like shit, but Stunned it's okay. on all of us. So yeah, I guess I'm just going to kick it off and get right into the case. I don't know if... Danielle, have you heard of the case of Seth Jackson? No, sir, I have not. Okay. Why so, is he a sir? Not <laughs> in being a sir. Yeah. <laughs> Begin. All right, so I'm going to take it away. <sighs> this is a frustrating case, and yeah, it just made me mad. Anyways, because I like to do this to myself. Seth Tyler Jackson, who was described as a regular teenager, was born February 3rd, 1996 in Bellevue, Florida, Growing up with his two older brothers in nearby Summerfield, Marion County, he attended Bellevue High School and dreamed of becoming a UFC fighter. He began dating 15-year-old Amber Wright for around three months. I think he was 14 at the time. Really? Yeah. So I think he was 14. She was 15. I, I don't know. The ages got a little bit. Who was how old when shit happened, but regardless. They were both teens, young teens. Yes. He began dating 15-year-old Amber Wright for around three months. Once their relationship ended, as teenagers do, they took to Facebook to take jabs at each other. Amber writing, I got so tired of you treating me like I was nothing. If you're so perfect, why don't you get over your jealousy and get a new girl you can hurt? You know I care deeply about you. I stuck with you through a lot of stuff. It takes a real man to accept the fact that he got broken up with. I know. How her. much stuff in three months could she have put up with? When you're teenagers, that's oh, the whole world. That, that is like literally yeah. your existence. And it was a lot of stuff, Danielle. Yeah. Don't disrespect her struggle. Yeah. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> She's stuffing it over there. Seth responded with, Ugh, we both, we both need to just let all of this go. Yeah, we split. Yeah, it hurt. But I'm over it. I'm just not going to let Mike... I don't know if I typed this wrong. So I don't know if he was meant to say, I'm just going to let Mike have his cake and eat it too. Or I'm just not going to let Mike have his cake and eat it too. So Who's Mike. Her current boyfriend? Yeah, uh, while I'm getting there. Oh, then sorry. I'm going to say he's going to let Mike have his cake and eat it too because he don't give a shit no more. Uh, that's what I was hoping. However, oh, no. there was drama, and I'm wondering if that's like why she made her post and he said his. Oh. And was like, I'm responding because I'm not going to let I think Mike... I know this case now. You probably do. It's awful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm confused. Mike was Amber's new boyfriend who... Uh-huh. 
Seth had suspected her of cheating on him with. Ah. There were allegations thrown around of Seth hitting Amber. This is not corroborated or substantiated. Uh, Uh, I have not heard anyone say this shit's true. Pop that thing. So Mike was Amber's new boyfriend who Seth had suspected her of cheating on him with. Mm. There were allegations thrown around of Seth hitting Amber. Mm. Now this was not corroborated. I had not heard anyone throughout this entire thing Mm. say this was Mm -hmm. true or anything like that other than Amber and her crew. One source did state that Mike wrongly believed Seth abused Amber which is where their initial beef came from because Mike hated Seth after he got with Amber because Seth abused her and hit her. Mm, um, okay. Teen girls are evil and they will absolutely. say anything to get and what they want. Now, I wouldn't put it past a teenage boy to do that because oh, I yeah, have for seen sure. some shit, but I'm not going to, you know, because there's no proof. So how am I supposed to believe that? But this is what I believe initially caused Mike's hatred for Seth. I read that at one point things escalated to a physical altercation between the two in which Seth was the victor and... It further pushed the hatred Mike had for him. But I also read on another source stated that they had challenged Seth and his friend to a fight. But when Seth and his friend were approaching the home, they heard a gunshot and those two left. So I don't know if there was actually a physical altercation beforehand or if that happened because there was two different sources. So like either way, Mike... Either way, there was supposed... Either was a fist fight or there was supposed to be a fist fight. And when Seth and his friend were approaching the house that Mike lived in, there were gunshots fired and they left. So Mike's a pussy. Yes, Mike is a pussy. Okay. Mike, Mike is a piece of shit. Okay. So, um, yeah, because, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, so he's a pussy because either way he lost and was mad about it and couldn't respect the fact that he challenged him and couldn't hold up mm-hmm. his end. Or he fucking fired shots because he's a pussy and he didn't want to get his ass beat. Yes. So either so, way he's a loser. Okay. Period. period. Uh on April 17th, 2011, Amber had texted Seth asking him to meet up so they could work things out. One source hmm. said Seth was with his friend at the time and she had told him not to fall for that. Period. Uh, Seth had sent a message to Amber letting her know she had better not be setting him up to get jumped or he would never give her the time of day again. She reassured him that that was not the case and she would never do that to him. Oh my God, was that the and case? asked her <gasps> to keep their meeting a secret. Oh my fucking so God. we have Amber Wright. 15, which is the ex-girlfriend of Seth. Yeah. Mike Bargo, who is supposedly Amber's current man. I'm a little confused because he has a girlfriend now, right? So why does all the shit that's about to transpire transpire? Oh my God, I know this case. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was so loud. Yeah, no, you're fine. But so yeah, Mike Bargo, 18, and I wrote, am confused, might have a thing with Amber, but also for sure has a girlfriend. But he's like for sure a pussy because he yes. got either he got his ass beat or he's scared to get his ass beat. So mm-hmm. either way, he still has beef with this man. For sure. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hooper, 16, Amber's half-brother, Justin Soto, 20, and Charlie Ely, 18, and she's the owner of the home. So we have Mike, Justin, and Kyle all live with Charlie with Kyle, I think he moved in because he has beef with his one of his parents. I don't know. There's something going on. I honestly don't care because he's all of them are pussies. So I wrote, so why the sudden change of heart on Amber's side? Well, she had Seth meet her at Ellie's home where the group lived and Amber often stayed the night. Amber and Charlie met him outside and both accompanied him into the home. I don't know if Seth was sitting or if it was as soon as he entered when this happened, but Hooper and Soto both struck him in the head with a stick. And I watched an entire hour-long inter- 
thing of the investigators interviewing the kids mm-hmm. and Kyle had said he had hit him three times the stick broke three times on Seth and I know for sure that Justin at some point hit him with the stick as well and the girls as soon as this transpired little started to transpire they ran into the bedroom Mike began firing with his 22 rifle Jackson was wounded and managed to stumble outside into the front yard Soto tackled him into the front yard and began beating him and Bargo shot him again Bargo, Soto, and Hooper carried Jackson back into the house and put him in the bathtub to which Bargo continued to hit and curse at Jackson, firing more bullets and finally killing him by shooting him in the face. He's 15. I hope they all fucking actually fucking choke on a dick. Yeah, they're awful. Like quite literally choke to death on a fucking dick. Yeah. Every um, fucking one of them. This is awful. Like he's 15 years old. You're 18, 20... You're that And you're a fucking, fucking loser. Year-old. You can't even really fight the fucker. You're out there fucking shooting him and fucking sneak attacking him because yeah. you're a pussy. Like, the I could get what down a fucking loser. with, like, this person's running their mouth, so I want to ask them to hang out, and this person that has beef with them, they're going to do a one-on-one fist fight real quick. We're going to get our rounds in and then move on with our lives. But that that's fucking, like, it's so low to jump people, but... This is middle school behavior yes. coming from adult males. Yes. And it's just awful. Every, this is, it's, it only gets worse too. I'm already mad. <sighs> yeah. Like I'm, like I'm mad. So I just know by the end of this, I'm going to really say some hateful ass shit. So oh, yeah. get ready. Buckle in bitches. <laughs> <clears throat> so they, click, click. what is it? Kyle actually during, again, while I'm watching the interviews, he's like, he was saying how he was telling Mike, like, hey, Mike, you gotta stop, because Mike just kept hitting him and shooting him and stuff like that, and eventually it was like, Mike, what did you do? I don't what know. What you just Again. fucking witnessed, you it dumb bitch. It is funny how they all blame Mike. Like, all of a sudden, it's because Mike you said complied. Like this, mm-hmm. you all are individuals, you didn't have to do any, or take part in any of it, but it was Facts. so easy to just blame Mike. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike is the one who shot him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're also the one who fucking invited him and hit him yeah. in that with a fucking stick, you dweeb. Yeah. Um, and I said, I still can't fully figure out the reasoning. Wait. Okay, so I wrote, Bargo continued to hit him. And I don't know why I wrote this, but I'm going to read it. I still can't fully figure out the reasoning, but after Jackson died. Oh, so I couldn't figure out why, but Bargo did break both of his kneecaps. And I read that it was to fit him into the sleeping bag. So Jackson was, Seth was already dead at this time. And that's when they broke his kneecaps after that. And so I don't know why. I don't know if it was to fit him into the sleeping bag, make it easier. They did, but they broke his kneecaps. I think it was just to be a fucking ass. Probably. I honestly think it was just to be a piece of shit. Oh, because there's stuff that I didn't write that I'm going to speak about too. But they put his body into the sleeping bag and put it in the fire pit along with two tires and began to burn it. And I read that, well, or listened to that they put the two tires in there to mask the smell of a burning body and i guess justin soto stayed out there the rest of the night and watched the body burn but it's mike's fault yeah oh for sure and but i just set the body on fire but it's mike's fault yeah they're dumbasses and they began to burn it to top it all off though james havens 37 years old and the ex-boyfriend are of you Amber for Wright's fucking mother, real knew of the plot in advance and then the next day assisted Bargo in putting what remained of the Seth's body into the, into the paint buckets and then they weighed them down with cinder blocks in a quarry and Bargo and his current girlfriend well that they had been him and his current girlfriend had been swimming at and then they used bleach in the house to remove the evidence so I also read 
and this part also makes me like extra mad is because mike i heard kyle say that mike had like continued to hit the body while it was on the fire pit too and investigators said that they believe that was him trying to like relive the rush of killing seth initially and also i heard that mike was like fucking around with seth's tongue out of his body it was awful it was tell me you fucking peaked in high school without telling me you fucking peaked in high school yeah i it's awful but to um, a 15 year old fucking kid mm -hmm. all of you fucking adults over and a a 37 year old yeah a 37 year old knew about it all in advance to a fucking 15 year old imagine as a mom and i hope to god what i'm saying is truth and i hope to god it never happens where i have to find out if what i'm saying is truth but if i saw a plot or if i knew of one of my kids going to kidnap torture and abuse somebody then i would not put a stop to it i mean i love my kids but you're gonna pay for your fucking crime absolutely like no way i raised you better than that i i could not imagine what that man was thinking like how he probably also a, fucking peaked in high school like a fucking loser. Yeah, they're all awful. Don't we all peak um, in high school? <laughs> no, specifically mm-hmm. them peaked in fucking uh, high school. I definitely, school. I shared this one picture of Megan from Drake and Josh. She's sitting <laughs> at the computer with like this little smirk and it says, me watching all of my high school peers um, get old, fat, and burdened with children while I just get cuter, younger, and gayer every year. This <laughs> <laughs> shit had me fucking dead. And it's not it's the great. case. Uh, I've gained weight. Minus that part, but. bitch. Anyway, <laughs> fucking don't um, talk down about yourself right now. So on the 18th as well. So they hide the body on the 18th. We'll hide the remains. And then on the same day, Hooper was the first to cave and he confessed to his mother. I don't know what he confessed to his mother because she didn't know the full story when they went to the police station. He probably was like, I just hurt somebody really bad. Yeah. Um, there were three different types of investigation techniques to use because there were three different investigators. And the one girl, the first one who was interviewing Soto, she used the one where, like, so she started off talking, asking him about his tattoos. She's like, so basically she tried to, like, make a little personal connection, make it seem like she was more personable and easier to talk to mm. before she, like, applied heat a little bit later on. And mm. she also did uh, what they talked about when she sat forward and moved her chair closer. It was to make your, what are they called? To make her appear more open. And not, not like, even, no, to, like... I'm putting pressure on you. Like, when I move closer to you and stuff, it makes mm. you more uncomfortable. You're more likely to talk because there's more put pressure. Mm. Yeah, so the one guy walked in, and he immediately was like, okay, so we know this, 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 and this, and these people said this. So, like, immediately just laid the lines mm. for you have, like... I saw that, So yeah. And then the other one, I'm pretty sure, just said, so tell me what happened. <laughs> That'll always get a kid. Yeah, because it's... Cause That'll it's always like, get a child. They don't know what to go off of. Like, oh, shit, what framework do they have? So I'm just going to say, hopefully, what I think is the right thing. And it's an easy way to catch them in lies. And that's also why they were all separated to begin with. But all three of them started lying. And But each of the homicide detectives employed different methods of interrogation. Hooper did eventually come straight forward. So I guess he had, like, started off trying to lie while they were in there. But then eventually it was just the one woman. I heard her say, like, I want the truth and nothing but the truth. And if I hear anything that not the truth come out of your mouth next i'm gonna get up and walk out of here and treat you like garbage and she's like and you won't hear from me again um but he so he was the first to crack and officially told the truth and hooper wright and ellie were then all put in a holding cell together hooper stated that jackson deserved to die and i'm struggling to find hooper deserves to fucking choke on a dick so what makes you fucking special 
I just, it makes me really mad. And I can't believe that even after all this, like, you're still going to walk in there and say that that 15-year-old boy deserved to die. So none of them showed remorse. All of them were crying, sobbing, and stuff like that. That they got caught. Because of the consequences that they were facing for themselves. And fucking right, she had stated that because the, they had been told that they were all being booked for first degree premeditated oh, murder. get out of jail. Oh, yeah. So she was like, if I get five years, I'll be 21 by the time I get out. So she must have been 16 by this time. Bitch, five years. Like five fucking, tell me you had no idea what you were getting into. Oh, yeah. She was just concerned about her jail time and how mm-hmm. old she was going to be and how her life was going to be. Yeah, because you know, she was like missing out on her out life. Of, what about Cess, bitch? Mm-hmm. That you ended at 15 it's over fucking what? Directly out of her mouth, she said, if I get five years, I'll be 21 by the time I get out. Bitch, it is first degree premeditated murder. 30 years minimum, honey. Minimum. And I hope you fucking rot and die Absolutely. in your fucking cell. Um, so I wrote, <laughs> Bargo, a pussy, left town and was staying with, I hope his, he fucking died. with his out-of-town girlfriend's family having initially lied saying he got kicked out of the house he was living in for getting into a fight eventually telling his girlfriend's dad and dad's girlfriend that he killed a guy that raped his little sister his girlfriend's dad went to work to request the day off well to request time off so he could return and take bargo to the police station in order to confess but upon arriving home back home the police were already there i read two different things for this too one said the police were already there when he returned the other said the police showed up the next day. Not sure which one's officially true, but I did also another separate story read that he proudly announced the murder in graphic detail to his dad's girl, well, his girlfriend's dad's girlfriend, as well as four other neighbors. But thankfully, each of them was tried as an adult. In June of 2012, all defendants were sentenced to life in prison. Havens pleaded guilty to accessory after the fact, and he did receive a shorter sentence, unfortunately. Charlie Ellie, the dumb bitch, was released in 2020 after pleading to a lesser charge, and they were able to claim, like, a neglectful defense or something like that. Some stupid loophole that a lawyer found, and she only I hope that lawyer also fucking chokes on a dick. Yes. I know that's your job, but I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, So she unfortunately only served nine years of her sentence versus the life that she was supposed to get. Everyone else still in jail for life. Mike Bargo was sentenced to death, becoming Florida's youngest inmate on death row. And in 20... and I hope he's the youngest to die on fucking death row. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, the Supreme Court did uphold their decision. Period. And Thank he's still Lord. on death row. I don't think he's been sentenced yet. And so a lot of what confused me about this is like, so you hate this kid so much, this referring to Mike, but you're you're going to do all this over a female that you're not even dating. Like you're you have a whole other girlfriend. And you're going to do all this because of... Like I said, I think it's the pride. Because of <laughs> the just... fight where he either got his ass beat or he was too much of a pussy to fight a 15-year-old and shot. Like, mm-hmm. but you're a it's his pride. He's a man who peaked in high school. He's a man, if he didn't commit a murder, he would definitely be like an Andrew Tate podcaster. I can tell you right now that's what that motherfucker would um, be like. I'm going to pull up there mugshots for you in a second so that way you can see them oh my god they're all looking so fucking rough mad. when they got booked good they but, should be i don't want uh, a single one of them to fucking flourish i want them to all be bald oh for sure uh, no fucking hair for, receding hairline a. no beard big nipples fucking back <laughs> fat for fucking days knock knees fucking ingrown toenails fucking a hernia fucking <laughs> spinal okay. injuries to end it on a slightly positive note though Scott and Sonia Jackson, the parents of Seth, they do still live in their home in Summerfield, Florida. 
and they keep a low profile and they have chosen not to speak publicly about any of the I events. I hope that, that they're okay place. though. I do too. And I, I hope, really that, hope they that they're find okay. peace and are at least living some semblance of happiness. This is one of those things I where like imagine. revenge would be okay for me and I'd be like, let them go. Absolutely. This is for real, like a okay, let them go. Mm-hmm. They did and their I part. Um, they did set up a scholarship fund in his name with at the Bellevue High School that he attended. It is awarded to a student each year who is committed to community service just as Seth was. And they have both become advocates for victims of violent crime. I'm so mad I could cry, but I'm not going to cry because I'm so angry. Yeah, it's it's awful. I have so much fucking... I want to throw your fucking phone at the wall. Every single one of them looks inbred. Mm -hmm. And I'm so expeditiously fucking for real. Like, every single... Actually, I think they all are inbred. That's my correct opinion. Because ain't no fucking way they're not. With the IQ they fucking have as a unit. But yeah, in conclusion, that was an awful case. Um, I'm going to, I don't know who wants to go first, Danielle or Jordan. Do you want to go? Um, no, you go ahead. Okay, okay. so we're going to hand it off to Jordan first, and then we're going to let Dan Quillen close the episode out. Like the star I am. Yes, and the star she was meant to be. The star she is. Period. Don't be rude. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. So I'm still mad, so live, laugh, love, your truth. My case is about Elizabeth Holmes. So Elizabeth was born on February 3rd, 1984, and she always had an interest in building something for herself. At seven, she had tried to build a time machine, and by the age of nine, she was determined to be a millionaire. Other than her determination, I'm she was... determined to be a millionaire at okay. the age of 26. I'm determined to have, like, 12 more dollars in my bank account at the age of fucking 23, so, I mean, live, laugh, what up? I, what, I what do you mean? I achieved millionaire at nine. I don't beg for money at the end of a 30s minute episode every week i don't sing the aspca song (laughs) (laughs) at the end of it during her begging anywho um but basically her family because of these things she knew like they knew that she was going to reach her goal no matter what the fuck it took like they knew she was determined enough to do it which is awesome and great um she did start her own business in high school that was ctt companies um and it sold computer code to chinese schools and partway through school, Holmes began attending Stanford University's Summer Mandarin program. In 2002, she attended Stanford as a true student, um, where she studied chemical engineering and worked as a student researcher and as a laboratory assistant for the School of Engineering. I- I'm stuck on one little point. Mm-hmm. She was selling codes, like coding to... It was China? to translate to English. And China wasn't smart enough to do that on their own with all their advanced She just, She just made, she did codes. Like, it would do the code for them. Like, it was oh. pre-done code. Oh, okay. That's so cool. she basically did, like, the behind-the-scenes work for the programs. Okay. Is At least what I understand from what I looked up, because this is a lot of out-of-my-fucking-understanding. When you say chemical engineering, is that, like, chemistry and shit like that? A chemical yeah. engineer, they make, A like, chemistry per- occurs. Your perfumes. <laughs> Which I will quote <laughs> later. A chemistry occurs. They make what, though? Uh, like, fragrances, perfumes. Like, oh, actual, okay. like, chemistry shit be yeah. popping off, you know? Okay. So, well, so chemi- she's, like, really fucking smart and so really I determined. Like science, but chemistry stresses me out so bad. The take- second a mole came into chemistry, I fucking emotionally checked out, <laughs> and I've never returned. Did you say a mole? Or like, the mole, mole. Like, mole. Like, like the three mole yeah, in chemistry. Have, like, a, a mole day. A national mole day or something shit for the science community and in high school we made like these little felt moles and everyone got to decorate theirs and there's moles a little contest. Is it the animal or is it something on so the it's moles as like moles as in like a, a unit, me- of, unit something. of measurement but we made moles like the animal 
for Molde, but okay, I got it. It was Molde, and you were able to decorate. No, you just yes. went to everyone and decorated their moles on their shoulder. Yes. They're like, Meow. yeah, that's why I was like, we uh, uh, came to school, DIYs, branding them lashes, put like little, little fucking lashes on everyone's moles. Literally me though. It was beautiful. Yeah, period. As it's, you should. It'll go, put the eyelash extensions on the moles okay, so that way they're permanent. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Dad. Sometimes I kind of want my lash lady to like lash my mustache so I have like a good mustache oh when God. I leave. No, I'd be thinking you. about it sometimes. But here, I'll give you some of mine. Shoot. It's okay. You can keep it. I want like the good shit. I want mine to look dark and secure. I need it to be waterproof. Anywho, Elizabeth became the president's scholar, which got her a three thousand dollars stipend research project. Um, she filed her first patent application on a wearable drug delivery patch in two thousand and three. The way I understand this is kind of like the Dexacom. But for like regular everyday medication, like Tylenol, it's stuff like that. It's cute that you think I know what Dexacom is. For people with type one diabetes, their insulin port. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know, but it was either. Sorry. I, was just gonna, I don't know. I get. I guess I'm on type type one diabetes TikTok, and I don't need to be there. I don't know why I'm there, but anyway, I'm there. So TikTok welcome. be teaching us all kinds of stuff. Anywho, and then in March 2004, at 19, she dropped out of the engineering school and used her tuition money as funding for her healthcare technology company. And in 2003, the original name was Real Time Cures, which was later changed to Theranos due to a spelling error on an early paycheck. That listed it as real time curses, which is fucking hilarious I'm here because for that. me fucking too. I'm the person who made the typo. So since it's not what she wanted, am I allowed to am I legally allowed to start a business called real time curses and not be sued? Honestly, I don't know if someone's already taken it because this is like I saw this shit at work and this was like fucking headline news, like real deal shit. I don't know what we're gonna sell or how I'm gonna do it. But if it's not taken, I'm starting a business called real time curses. Just do witchcraft shit. Period. Already doing my free time. That's what I'm saying. Just do it. Just commit. <laughs> oh my god. Side story. We there was some bad news not too long ago, and we decided my mom bought. <laughs> she bought like this house. this cleansing wood stick, and <laughs> she lit it on fire on a plate and had me walk around the house. Was with it, it Palo Santo? I don't know. But it smells. I so bet bad. you it's Palo Santo. It smells so bad, and when I got to the chair of the. Oh, she's pulling it out. Of the person. Here's here's said wood we set on fire. But it smells like peppermint. It's very um, delicioso. So, yeah, I'm 90% sure this is Palo Santo. Uh, I don't know. But white people aren't supposed to use that. What color? White people. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Everyone looks at their arm real quick. I didn't look at anything because I know what I am. <laughs> I have no anyway, stand. why can you not use it? Uh, so does it bring bad shit? No, in? it's technically like cultural appropriation. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I didn't know that. Anyway, my mom was trying to like fix her life. It was mm-hmm. like we're here to learn. It's here. okay. So while we're here, it's because it's a native pra- a Native American practice uh, or indigenous practice. I don't know what's better to say anymore. So we're not supposed to use white sage or Palo Santo because so then what should she use? If so she you wants can use garden life. sage. I'm ninety percent like the shit sure. I can get at the grocery store, right? Yeah. Is that garden Yeah. You can literally grow the shit yourself. I'm no, dead. I think that's because of the energy, bitch. Don't even try to play it as I mean, I have smudge sticks at home I can bring. But, yeah, so you can use garden sage. I think you can use blue sage, but don't quote me on that. I'll do research and let you guys know. So, not, not but, to be funny, or, like, not to be rude, I guess, more so not, like, not being funny and making mm-hmm. me hot, but how is it cultural appropriation like genuine this is like for real you can no. cut this out if you want to. no we can keep it in yeah. because it's i'm like, like genuinely interested so in like because i don't know anything about this like i'm not a crystal person like you are mm-hmm. and i hang out with so you, essentially so I learn from you so i don't know on the outside i guess 
I don't know how to explain it. Is it more so just like it's because you're like taking culture, so it's so almost it like it? you're putting on someone else's culture as a costume, something that you're able to take off, and then. I don't think I'm the right person to explain it purely because I'm not from that practice. I just know that there are lots of people in the indigenous community as well as in like the witchy community as well. Because again, I dabble. I'm not like super educated. Yeah. Sometimes I literally just put shit in jars sometimes and hope things happen. And then I do have smudge sticks at home that I like and tarot cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of in the boat where when. Uh, it is exactly what you said it is. I had to look it up to see. That's Palo Santo. But you know what? White people sold it to me. <laughs> God damn it! That's, we got betrayed. So that's by the our point. Own. So part of it comes from the fact that we are. People, like, this is stolen it, right? land, and it was well, yeah, grown period. sacredly for but we came from Nevada, those. So that land was stolen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so any of this land actually was well, stolen. Grown. It, so it's grown sacred for people to use in that practice. Uh, and you're okay, also okay, okay. I see taken, now. See, that's what I needed. And it also comes from areas. I'm pretty sure it's not, like, super widely grown. It only grows in certain areas. And so, like, you're taking it from people who should be able to use it and using it yourself. And there's all kinds of different nuances and stuff that goes into it. I'm not, Again, I'm not fully educated enough to speak on the issue. I, I just... Go ahead. To somebody. <laughs> no, you're good. Who could use it? She did not like the way no that it smelled in the house afterward. <laughs> it made her very anxious that the house was going to catch on fire. So we will not be using it again. No one's going to cancel. She should not be dabbling in any type of magic. I, I was going to say, no she one's going to cancel Danielle over this because since she has no idea um (laughs) the way you're saying that makes it seem like you knew bitch so i would stop (laughs) on your head but (laughs) we will um what is it so basically i just kind of fall into this group uh if a group of people says oh i'm definitely not arguing i'm just no i know uh that's why i'm just like okay they don't want me to use it so i'm not gonna use it i mean i have white sage at home right now and i bought the sage stick before i learned about all that so i'm yes i'm gonna use that sage stick that i spent money on but after that i'll not purchase it again buy the shit that i'm supposed to or if you like are set on using those ingredients and stuff like that find someone who is indigenous and selling them and you can buy from them because that way you're supporting where it came from period ah but no anyway quit apologizing we put it near that negative fucking energy area and that bitch lit (laughs) up so it's for real so. so Use um, what you got to use, but do it appropriately. Yes, period. And again, I can bring something over that. I don't think we need it anymore. Not. You know what? Bring it over. We probably do need okay. it. We're pretty, I'm, I'm gonna, pretty I'm negative bring in something. this bitch. So. Okay. And I have, uh, what is it? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Just so everyone's aware, because again, you're going to hear an episode from the past in the future. Mercury's in retrograde right now. It's, it's fucking shit up. Hard. I'm <laughs> over it. I'm so over Mercury being in retrograde. I'm going to stop interrupting Jordan now. This is like these last this episode and the one before this we've talked so so fucking much more about anything but the cases so i'm gonna hand it back over it's okay he cut me off looking at the mug shots in the episode before this or after (laughs) this depending on what he decides because i got so mad that he was like i'm cutting this and i said that's fine i don't give a fuck so anywho um but the purpose of it's literally the same episode (laughs) (laughs) is it oh my god it's this episode Take another sip, darling. <laughs> I will, actually. Now that you mention it. Sip intermission. Scrumptious. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> her fear of needles was, insp- was like her inspiration to make the company. Um, and her goal was to only need a finger prick of blood to be able to test samples. So, 
pretty fucking crazy shit that she was going to try and do. Because you go mm-hmm. to the doctors and you get like two things of blood work and they take eight vials. Yeah. They're like, all the backup we can take. So, um, she later would make claims of it being able to detect medical issues such as cancer to high cholesterol. Which I hope it would if you're being able to do blood work. That's what typically people go to look for. But that ain't my business. Um, and as she began her company, she took inspiration from Steve Jobs, and she mimicked his style and gave herself a deeper voice to match her male counterparts in the business. Me too. You do what you gotta do. Um, she was able to receive funding from investors. What kills me is how she did it. She literally was like, you have to give me money, and I don't have to explain a single thing about this to you. I'm gonna try that in the bank. I'm gonna walk in and just be like, "You have to we give me money." We will tell you no. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's a no. I don't have to explain no. a single thing about this to you. Absolutely no. You're not gonna get anywhere. But she, <laughs> like, it's like me going to you and be like, "Colin, I need thirty thousand dollars, and I need it, but I can't tell you why I need it or what my company's for." And you being it. like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Tax right th- off. I'm I in. think if Sounds I put like on, if I put on the right suit and I walk in, if I wear a black turtleneck, confidence. I'm in. Yeah. Steve Jobs at the... F- shave my head. I'll wear a pair of glasses. Hold an old iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm in. We've seen what you would look like bald. And I'll have a briefcase. Or old. I'm... I'm going to be Chris Jenner and it with all the facelifts. I'm going to have to because, <laughs> my God. I hope I die young. I can't be making it past 80 because that's going to be rough. <laughs> past 80 take is rough. Take that back. Well, I'm just saying. I don't no, want to look that old. Take it back. I take it back. No, Ow. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Take it back. Continue. Anywho, stop hitting me. Oh, God. Domestic <laughs> violence. Oh my God, I'm getting abused. Help. Um. Anywho, but some of her original investors were the Oracle founder Larry Ellison, and one of her childhood friends' dads. So that I want to know how the fuck they have money, and I feel so bad for the father later knowing what's going on in this. But at the time, obviously, when she started, she had real intentions. She had the president of her company as a man named Balwani, who was her 10-year-older boyfriend for many years. So he's, like, almost 30. She's freshly, like, 18, 19 when they get together. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Just, like, keep that in mind for the way that this company works as he's the president and she's the CEO. So it very much so is, like, them against the world with their own company. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, technically her company, but with them being in charge. It's like them against the world. Like, no one can know their business. Mm-hmm. And by December of 2004, she raised $6 million to fund the firm without telling anyone anything about the company. I'm not going to raise $6 million in my entire mm-hmm. life. I'd be lucky if I get a buck. Like, that is the thing that's so crazy. It's like, she made so much money and didn't tell anyone anything. She was like, yeah, I have a medical company. I can't tell you what we're doing because it's, it's a lot to explain. But, like, we're doing this, and this is my goal. Or I wonder if her her little spiel was, it's not patent yet. So I have to be careful what I say. So Maybe. I, I don't know, but, like, I'm just so it. amazed at the fact. Because then by the end of 2010, she made them more, more than $92 million in capital. Just by telling people, hey. I don't know And this means. is before, like, it's legit, like, in. Because it in later is put, mean? like, in profit. Like, her profit is $92 million. So how the fuck was she making money if her company hasn't started been started yet? Because she's making all this money off of investors and investing in stuff with it. So like, she made ninety two million in profit from investors. That's what I'm understanding. And is paying she's paying her workers too. So it's not like it's just in her pocket, but she's yeah. like, it's money from the business. Jesus Christ! Um, not enough money in the bank. She operated in stealth mode without press releases or a company website until September of 2013. So like over a decade. This is why this is so. 
fucking like amazing and unheard of to me that made me like catch interest in this reading this article at work and when the company announced a public collaboration with walgreens to launch in-store blood testing um, collection uh, media attention increased in 2014 and she then appeared on the cover of fortune forbes and other magazine and forbes actually recognized her as the world's youngest self-made billionaire and ranked her 110 on the forbes 400 in 2014. Theranos was valued at $9 billion, with a B, and had raised more than $400 million in venture capital. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I know I work in a bank, and I should know. I don't. I'm also drunk, so let me live. If it helps, I don't work in a bank, and I don't know what that means. Period. I probably should know, so I should be ashamed. All the other bankers are going to be like, shame on you. Give me your keys. Give me. Let me get in there. I'm done with you. <laughs> um, by the end of 2014, her name appeared on 18 U.S. patents and 66 foreign patents, so... She had that shit. Everything that she changed, she was like, I'm snapping it. She was on it, for real. And during 2015, she established agreements with the Cleveland Clinic, Capital Blue Cross, and Mary Health to use their technology. So she was making deals. She was getting stuff done. And even with this success, she would later have visitors sign NDAs and have security follow people around the building when visiting, even if it was for, like, going to the bathroom. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, my lord, the age difference. And you have your computer, you're reading off your phone, and me, you're that people, it's paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's it so up. funny. I was so confused. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then I figured... I'm going to use that as like a fucking that, interlude that. for like in between shit. Like next time we have a pause, you're just going to hear Danielle. You're that people, it's paper. <laughs> I'm like, I have a laptop. I don't know how to use phone. And here I am. I type this bitch up. I type mine up. You're just acting like the drama right now. Anyway. I'm just showing my I'm age. going back to my bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my, bullshit. so this is what really caught my attention. Other than this bitch operating in like stealth and making money, which I need to understand how to sell my feet pics like that because oh, let God. me know if you're interested because I'm about to start when I get my next Same pedicure because I'm I'll poor. go get my toenails painted right now. I'll paint them because you know salon's open, so I guess I'll have to do it. And I'll vomit while I do it, but I'll do it because I love you. Okay. That's honestly okay. true friendship. I Anywho. am not the photographer. I'm letting you know right now. No, we're going to hold, you got to hold the phone with your feet and put the other foot, you know, you got to make yeah. sure it's like authentic foot pics. Right, Absolutely. You got to take the pics with the foot. I am not into feet. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. Anywho, so she told the New Yorker, this is how she explained this is, this is the problem. This is where everything went downhill for her because this bitch was making money moves, doing her thing. She done fucked up right here, Aaron. She told the New Yorker, a chemistry is performed so that a chemical reaction occurs and generates a signal from the chemical interaction with the sample, which is translated into a result, which is reviewed by a certified laboratory personnel. My car drives when it goes in the drive and I hit the gas pedal. And, and then drives. I put it in park because I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had a stroke reading that. And not just because I'm drunk, because that shit made no sense. But anywho, this caught the eye of a New York reporter named John Carrero, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. And then in October of 2015, he reported and shit fell apart. He published in the Wall Street Journal about her company, um, about them having many tech issues, and that they were running samples with this partnership of Walgreens and Health and everybody else with regular fucking testing products. So they're not even using their own materials. So they're using what you can find right. at your doctor's to run the blood. So they're like, 
we're going to invent something amazing that changes the world, but not really though. And just still take that whole vial because we need it because we we don't have enough here. So you need you need to rake it up, take the rest out of them, pluck their fingers a lot. Okay, make sure you get a good. <laughs> be like, oh, that didn't work. Oop, wow, that didn't you've been squeezing my finger for like three hours now. Yeah, we gotta get like eight vials. I'm so sorry. You know this this wow. I just really am missing the blood in the cup. You know, it's just really hard here. <laughs> but yeah, so they're fucking fraudulent. She then appeared on CNBC's Mad Money shortly after the article was published because she was fucking pissed. And she said, this is what happens when you work to change things. At first they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. Bitch, you ain't changing shit, but your fucking plea deal. This is what happens when you gaslight people. So in 2016, the FDA went into looking into Theranos, and in July it was shut down for two years by the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services because... They were fucking frauding these healthcare services that are paid for by the like government and everything. Mm-hmm. So they're like, whoa, bitch, stop. In 2018, Elizabeth and Baldwani, who were now broken up, and she had stepped down from his position, were charged with massive fraud. Um, she had to give up her financial and voting control of the company, but she was able to remain the CEO because it was a private company, so they couldn't take that away from her. This was also accompanied by a $500,000 fine and the return of $18.9 million in shares. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine. Like, all these people, but I just, I can't. Like this is fuck. This is why I don't invest. I don't trust nobody. Literally. But trust us though. We're good people. We we, we are poor. <laughs> invest in our podcast. <laughs> just listen to us. Be dumb. That's all you need to do. Um, the charge meant that they would um, be unable to be a director or an officer for a publicly traded company for ten years. And in June of 2018, it was announced that the company would be closing. And the day that it closed, they were charged with nine counts of wire fraud and two counts of attempted wire fraud. Um, she was tried in the U.S. District Court, and she was found guilty. Wow. This is a big word. I'm so sorry. On January 3rd, 2022, Holmes was found guilty on four counts of defrauding investors, three counts of wire fraud, and one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. And she was found not guilty on four counts of defrauding patients because, you know, they couldn't really prove. I mean, they could prove that she wasn't using it, but they were like, maybe mm-hmm. not. But she was sitting for sentencing, waiting on a $500,000 bail. And her and her man had tickets to go to Mexico because she was planning on fleeing the fucking country and trying to play it off. She was like, oh, well, I thought of it was going to go different. No, bitch. You were trying to run. She was running. She was trying to run. And she got caught. And her lawyer was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just thought it was going to go different. We thought we had a better defense plan than what we did because she was going to flee. Oops. Yeah. Anyway, but in November 18th of 2020, District Judge Edward Devella sentenced her to 11 and like a fourth, 135 months, basically. Okay. In prison, um, and ordered her to surrender by April 27, 2023, which was yesterday in the timeline where we're at. Yeah, so. Did she surrender herself? I don't know. I think so. She extended a month, 30 days or something. I saw on the news. Well, I guess because she's rich and she decided to go to Mexico anyway. She's fucking free. But, yeah. So she could potentially get about a 15% reduction, though. So she can serve about nine and a half years if she has good behavior. So. Yeah, so maybe just. Yeah, there's no appealing, bitch. You lied. Like, lied you fucking fraudulented it real hard. Fraud. Like, hoard. Fraudulented. For sure, you fraudulented it. Okay? Like, you committed a sin. Good for you, though, bitch. Make that money. But that wasn't Honestly, nice. You went I too far. I could walk into a room and say, I can't tell you why, but I need money. And they go, Honestly, she should have went into car dealing. You son of a bitch, I'm in. She should have just became a car dealer. Literally. And just been like, We can approve you. 
She would have made fucking bank selling Dodge Chargers to men. She wouldn't have had to go to fucking jail. It would have been legal. It would have been legal. She just went to the wrong career path, but I'm proud of her for being ambitious, but you went too fucking far. Anyway, I'm passing the mic to Dan Quill. Thank yes. you for listening. I understand that Dan Quillen has some... Not the paper close- smacking. Oh, yep. The paper smacking. <laughs> uh, I understand Dan Quillen has some personal cases, some that are close to home, some that she just happened to be around when they were going down. Hit yes. us. Hit us with them. Hi. Well, I have two cases. One is cold and one is not. Okay. One, one's one, cold, one's hot. One's cold. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. One's cold, one's not. Jordan. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to start with a friend that I had um, when I was in middle school, beginning of high school. Her name was Tamara Tignor. She moved, um, and I'm talking about late 80s. Because I graduated high school in 91. Okay. I wasn't lying when I said I'm old. Um, Back in the like late 80s, she moved from Colorado to a small house on Greenwood Ave in Cliffwood Beach, New Jersey with her mom. And I believe it was her mother's fiance. Um, She was a beautiful, beautiful young girl. She had blue eyes, long brown hair. She was funny and smart. And she was just fun to be around and fun to hang around. We had a group of us kids who lived on those three streets. And we would hang out at the elementary school and hang out at the portables which was where the fifth grade it was elementary back in my day and back where i came from it was kindergarten through sixth grade was elementary school but the fifth grade classes would be in these portables which mm-hmm. are what you call trailers now see we had in elementary school i think it was k through fifth grade mm-hmm. then middle school was sixth mm-hmm. through eight and then high school was nine through twelve but then by the time I hit high school. High school was 8 through 12. And then now it's some bullshit. Like, that's so confusing It's like 1st through 3rd in elementary in my hometown. And then well, it that's goes... what it was here. It was this, It was considered um, the elementary, then the upper elementary, then the middle. And like I said, we were 1 through 6. 7th and 8th was middle school. And then 9 through 12. And some of them have school. fucking 7th graders with high schoolers. Yeah. Bitch. What the fuck you got 7th graders in with high schoolers for? Yeah. I, I don't think the maturity levels. I mean... Not that when you're in high school, you're that mature. But no, but it's definitely... drastically different from when you're a senior and when you're a seventh grader. Oh, heck yeah, it is. It also breeds a predator. <laughs> Period. Continue, though. But, you know, we would just hang out there. And then, of course, as we got a little bit older, we would be in the woods drinking. We're here. You are in cornfields. We are in the woods. I'm dead. <laughs> but um, eventually, I honestly, my memory around high school, I do not believe she went to my high school. I if memory serves me correct, she went to the vocational school, which was in East Brunswick, New Jersey, a different township. But, you know, as things happen when you're younger, you fall apart. Yeah, I'm not fall apart. You just... I mean, that too, but I understand <laughs> what you meant. But but you end up um, moving on. People go one direction, you go another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your childhood friends, you don't know much about anyway. Because um, the next time I would hear the name would be when my sister called me to tell me that Tammy had been found murder and that's where our case begins okay around 5 p.m on november 4th 1997 the body of an unidentified white female was found in a cul-de-sac off of gilbridge road in the township of bridgewater new jersey rich resides in somerset county that is basically the county on the west side of middlesex county which is the county we grew up in Mm -hmm. 
The victim was identified as 23-year-old Tamara Tignor, who was known to be a drug user and a prostitute. At the time of her death, she was living in Newark, New Jersey, and if anybody who listens knows of anything of New Jersey, Newark is not one of the safest places to reside in New Jersey. Uh, also, how long did you live in New Jersey for? I lived in New Jersey until little Jordy here was six years old. We moved here in 2005. So okay. my whole life. So like, I was I honestly, 33 years old. Because I've known you for a while and I yeah. never pegged a Jersey accent until I'm talking you're about talking it. about it and I can hear it now. Because huh. like... My one manager at Walmart, she's heavy Jersey accent and stuff like that. Yours, I don't know if it's just been like diluted from being here for so long or if it just has never been that thick. No, it was pretty thick when I first moved here because mm -hmm. constantly I would get, can you repeat what you said? Or, you know, (laughs) some of the people would ask me to say the word coffee or water, you know. Which is weird because I'm from Pennsylvania and we're right next to New Jersey. So it's the fact that like our accents are so drastically different. Mm -hmm. But anyways... Yeah, go ahead. Just a little tidbit there. Yeah, I just need to like put that out there because <laughs> I didn't realize it. Even last, because I know this is our second time recording it, and even last time I you read the case, I didn't didn't put peg it together. until now. Go ahead. Yeah. That's okay. Tamu was known to frequently visit the areas of Somerville, South Brownbrook, Plainfield, and Union Beach. Due to the remote area that she was found in, there is a possibility that the person or persons who is responsible for her untimely death may know the area or or from that area or worked in that area. They have some type of ties to that area because it was such a remote location. They also believe that she could possibly have been murdered in a different area and then her body dumped in that mm -hmm. cul-de-sac. While trying to find more information on this case, because unfortunately there is not much because it is a cold case and... She was a known drug addict and prostitute, which they really don't waste much money on trying to solve those types of murders. Mm-hmm. Especially um, then. Like yeah, now, definitely maybe, now. Maybe but... now, more so than back then. But but anyway. Um, do they know how she was killed or anything like that? Yes, um, I do. As a matter of fact, that's the part we're going to get into. Okay. While trying to find more information on this case, like I said, I came across an article from 1998 about a possible serial killer who has been murdering prostitutes in and around the Newark area. And remember, that's where Tammy was living at the time of her death. Interest in the serial murder theory increased after Miss Patricia A. Hurt was sworn in as Middlesex County Prosecutor on January 28th of 1998. On February 11th, the first murder case crossed her desk. Soon after, she requested that her staff study the homicide records and ended up identifying 13 more cases of black women who believed to have been prostitutes whose bodies have been found in the jurisdiction of the Newark Police Department since March 1993. Now, the possibility of a serial killer was considered, but crucial details of what investigators called signatures, which is the way a murderer operates, how they uh-huh. how they murder someone, vary considerably between these cases. Some of the victims had been strangled, others had been beaten or stabbed to death. Um, but this brought to light that there had been more than 100 unsolved murders dating back five years in Newark. Fucking knew it. That's right. Ooh. That makes me so mad. Now, Tammy herself, even though she was not black, she was a prostitute. She was from Newark, and she was beaten to death. That is how Mm. Tammy died. 
Um, at the end of March, Ms. Hur established her own homicide task force to investigate now 14 black women who have been murdered to investigate report and to investigate reports of the man who in July 1997 was abducting and sexually assaulting women in Orange and East New Jersey, which is basically, I don't want to say subdivisions, but they're right up there in Newark. It's all mm. like right there. When that came about, it, it prompted other surrounding counties to begin checking their records, with, which then Somerset County announced the creation of their own homicide, yeah, homicide task force and reopened the case of Tammy, who, again, had been beaten and strangled um, and who happened to be reported as a prostitute. I cannot find anything on if there was any kind of DNA that was left at the scene or on her body, if there was any. And I'm hoping that with the use of genetic genealogy, which most of us have heard of because Absolutely. that is now what has helped break some major cold case cases. But hopefully if they do reopen her case again and there is some kind of DNA that they can use that. Mm-hmm. You know, Especially which, if it's connected to other ones, maybe mm-hmm. it, people from those family members could also mm-hmm. submit DNA. Which in my next case, um, that's how they tracked the killer of my next case by using that type of DNA. I, but a quick side note, Miss Hurt ended up resigning from the prosecutor's office a little over a year of, after being sworn in due to Attorney General John Farmer stripping her of her powers and literally removing her from office. So basically, he kicked that bitch out of office. He was like, you've got to go and you have got to go now. Um, she was under investigation by the state and federal authorities where, because they were looking into charges that three people were beaten by law enforcement officers under her supervision under separate investigations. Mm-hmm. So she was a bad guy. She Even tur- though she was being the good guy. She turned out to be some power trip broad. Um, yeah. So she, at the end of every Scooby-Doo episode. When yeah. Yes. They took them. the mask off and it was her. And mm-hmm. everyone not, was betrayed. Not that she was the serial killer, but she was not a good person herself. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. So, she, that's a plot twist. Mm-hmm. Oh, my she God. She also was accused of wasting taxpayer money on buying luxurious luxury items for her office okay hold on that's about every fucking person in office true fuck true it is so Mm -hmm. free my bitch on that charge but she also (laughs) had unjustified salary increases for people that were her friends oh she yep she was she is also current well she also currently was being sued by former and current employees for age and gender discrimination Please claim that she used her her assistance for personal errands. She also mishandled the April 8th killing of an Orange, New Jersey police woman. Now, mind you, again, this is back in 19... What did I say? It was 1998, 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, for six days, she detained a man with a strong alibi who passed not one but two separate polygraph tests and who was later cleared of all charges. But she refused to apologize to Mr. Everett, the man that she held for all these days as she was told to release him but she refused to do so um she took her power and she ran with it she definitely was on a power trip well, that, i'm glad that she was removed then. oh yeah she was definitely oh, removed sure. so here this woman who you thought was doing a big good thing by you know trying to find you know starting a task force to, mm-hmm. for these unsolved mm-hmm murders and here she just was almost no better herself Being a nasty. i mean she wasn't a murderer but she that definitely she took her power and she used it 
in an abusive way. Just because you're yes. not a murderer does not make you not a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, that part. Yes, sometimes yes, yes. being a murderer just makes you a little bit worse <clears throat> than what you were before. <laughs> True that. Also, on today's episode of Colin uh, educates people, uh, we don't call people prostitutes anymore either because it's. Uh, is I, it workers? I had to look up why. Yeah, so yours refer to people as sex workers because okay. we... Please tell me why because... No, yeah. no, we like to operate under the notion that sex work is work and it is valid work and um, referring to someone as a prostitute, it like... It's has degrading. Has negative con- connotations ah. such as like whether they're criminals or don't have morals. You know what? And that's how they treat these people and that's mm-hmm. why Tammy's case is left just unsolved. Absolutely. And, and you're right about that. But again, I'm old. I did not know. No, and you're good. Everything uh, in the article said prostitutes, no. Sex <laughs> you're good. My, that's literally how I live my life is anytime I hear someone say something, I'm like, oh, hey, we need to fix that. I'm like, hey, like, PC people, fix that. PC. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I'm going to let you go ahead and take it away with your next one. Okay, well, hopefully I don't say anything yeah. wrong. No, but you, correct me if I do. No, it's next. literally like you don't have to. It literally only has to go as deep as, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. Anytime you're corrected about something, I probably like that. will because I will think prostitute only because that's how I was growing. Well, yeah, and but I don't mean anything derogatory about it because it is upsetting to me that because they labeled her as that and absolutely. a drug user that she basically they're not going to waste their tax money. money to solve her murder, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. She was a friend. She was a daughter. She was, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. She was a person, and, and she deserves justice just like anybody else. That's why I always use stuff like that as a talking point too, because like part of me starting this well you've heard lots of reasons why i want to start this but another thing is like i can use stuff like that as a talking point to educate someone who might be listening who also was like oh shit i didn't know that Mm -hmm. so now moving forward they'll know better than to well at least they'll at least try to because it's hard to change your speech but yeah it like gives you a different perspective on things yeah go ahead okay so my next case is about this young girl nancy noga who was a neighbor of mine and Tom when we first got together and moved into an apartment. Nancy was a 17-year-old high school student at Sarahville War Memorial High School when she went missing on the night of January 7th, 1999. And as I would just say, Nancy was a neighbor of mine and Tom um, as she lived in the same court in the complex when she disappeared. Mm -hmm. Nancy left her part-time job at the rag shop on Route 9 in Old Bridge, New Jersey to make the short walk home to her to her apartment in Skytop Gardens off of Ernston Road where she lived with her father and her stepmom. Nancy never made it home that night and five days later on January 12, 1999, her body was found behind the mini mall plaza across from the apartment complex where we lived, where she lived. Mm-hmm. And the reason why she wasn't found till five days later was because that night that she disappeared a snow a big storm we were having in new jersey was coming and as a matter of fact i left my apartment i was pregnant with jordan to go stay with my mom because excuse me because tom used to snowplow so he wasn't going to be home for a few days so i didn't want to stay in an apartment trapped by myself yeah. you know so i went to stay at my mom's so basically the snow was melting and um, a man was walking his dog behind the mini mall and he found her body. The, um, her death was believed to be from blunt force trauma to the head and Nancy was also sexually assaulted. The case remained cold for over 20 years. At the anniversary of her death for the first few, few years in Sarahville, police would put up roadblocks around the area of her disappearance and would hand out flyers and ask every car as we were driving by, 
do you know her? Do you know anything? Have you heard anything? You mm -hmm. know, do you remember anything? So this way they were hoping that they might be able to help with the case. That's awesome that they kept on it though. <clears throat> yeah, they like did every for year, quite like a few that. years. Um, and you know, just like unfortunately with everything, another case pops up and Absolutely. then that gets pushed and aside. Sometimes, yeah. But I have to say for at least four five years mm -hmm. they did it they would hand out flyers yeah with and it's always it. in the early stages of the cases <clears throat> when it's the most important so obviously yeah. they had to shift their focus at some point yeah and i might butcher this last name churchin a former classmate of nancy's launched a facebook page a cold night in january what happened to nancy which i which is where i found most of my information at mm -hmm. and it's still up and running so i advise you if you're interested in it to go check it out um, Nancy was generally a nice girl. She was very friendly and upbeat. She worked two part-time jobs. One was at the rag shop, which is where she left the night that she was kidnapped and murdered. And the other one was the Old Country Buffet, which was across from Route 9, but still accessible from Ernston Road, which is where our apartment complex was. And I know Nancy was planning on joining the military after high school, just from speaking to her. And... In a news article, her friends had said the same thing, that she was planning to go into the military and then, you know, go to college afterwards. For a long time, I'm ashamed of myself, but I really, truly believed her stepmother had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to bash the woman um, because, honestly, I did not speak much to her mother and father. I mean, her stepmother, sorry. Her stepmother and father, but Nancy and the stepmom had kind of a turbulent relationship because there were plenty of times that I witnessed and heard the arguments that her and Nancy would be having and, mm -hmm. and that stepmother would call her some very derogatory names. So I thought when it happened that a fight might have gotten out of hand and she might have pushed her and she hit her head or something because at the time they did not tell us she was sexually assaulted it was just as she oh, you know okay. so you know i thought it was just a cover-up they dumped her close enough where she could be found but, mm -hmm. and i'm ashamed to admit that but of course when you well, hear things you know happening i mean absolutely an you can't fault young you anyways because it's like especially in the heat of the moment and like you just you know someone just died tragically and everything what do other than try to make sense of the tragic thing that happened so mm -hmm. you're like oh shit that's a connection they did it yeah well an arrest had been made in 1999 in the 1999 killing of nancy 49 year old bruce a Samansky of barnegat new jersey was indicted on first degree murder first degree felony murder first degree aggravated sexual assault and first degree kidnapping and third degree possession of a weapon for an unlawful pur purpose and when we would when did they come about this? Sorry, you know what? I missed that. That was on... Oh, that's okay. I didn't miss it. I actually didn't get to that part. It was on August 31st of 2021. Okay. Middlesex County Prosecutor and the Sarahville Police Chief had announced that on Tuesday of the 31st. Szymanski was arrested near his home after a brief foot pursuit and was taken to Middlesex County Adult Correction Center in North Brunswick and where he was pending detention hearing. Szymanski was partially identified as a suspect in the case through the use of the genetic genealogy. Szymanski mm -hmm. um, has yet to be tried by a jury of his peers as assistance from the FBI may be needed to unravel some issues they're having with DNA, which is holding up his um, trial date. So he still is pending trial, still in jail waiting. Um, and then I was able to get a copy of his um, his arrest warrant there are some things that have been redacted but the murder weapon that he used 
to um, use, which caused the blunt force trauma to her head, was a tree limb. He struck her multiple times in the head with a fucking tree limb. So you know how hard he had to have a a fucking tree limb. Not only did he not the tree limb making two not tree sticks fucking tree yeah but like that's like a theme this episode i was gonna say well not this episode because this is um this day yeah wait i think yeah so no it is this episode i'm fucking me and jordan are confused we don't know where we're at go ahead Mm. but uh, i'm just saying hopefully disgusting i hope he fucking chokes on a dick too me too um me oh me too but oh, me too. We're gonna have to like start a big poster. It'll look like the periodic table, but it'll just be mugshots of all the people that we want to choke on a dick. Yeah, Peggy started it. <laughs> fucking Peggy's fault. With that baby in the car fault. with a bomb. It's her fault. But um, hopefully, unlike Tammy's case, where it is still a open cold case, Nancy's story will have the ending that she deserves and her family does deserve. So, hopefully. yeah. But those two have always um. I don't know, giving me nightmares, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that with you. So, especially, the, I would. Nancy's killing triggered my helicopter mom because back when Jordan was young, it wasn't called whatever you call moms now. Peach moms, pear moms, purple moms, plum moms, whatever you I call them. I've never heard a, a single one of those mother. fucking words. Helicopter moms, but I know. Oh, no. A, um, almond mom almond, or whatever. No, an almond what? mom is like a fucking mom who's like, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh. Um, <laughs> Not me. Um, anywho. <laughs> And, like, I have an almond for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, I'm that's deeply the, okay, well, right. concerned and confused across <clears throat> the board. Okay. It's the moms who, like, have eating disorders that then pass them on to their daughter. Well, I understand. <laughs> I'm talking about whatever your mom was trying to say I, about I purple a, mom, uh, plum mom. You know how they just... Crunchy moms. Crunchy moms. like What? The crunchy moms who are, like, the organic only. I put fucking rosemary oil on my baby as sunblock kind of shit. Not, not that we're mocking. However, you mother. Oh no, I'm just saying. Thing, but this is the type of people that are labeled as that. Okay. My, my yeah. label would be the helicopter mom because yeah. Nancy's case. <laughs> Nancy's case hit me again. I was pregnant with her, and I up close knew somebody who will not up close, but you know what I mean. I had a 17 year old neighbor who went missing, who was murdered, strangled, raped, and yeah. you know dumped. So that was what caused me to be the type of helicopter mom because when this little brat here would go play in the development and I would say to her let me know if you leave she go to Hunter's house across the street let me know if you leave Hunter's I don't care where you go but tell me where you're gonna go mm-hmm. and she used to get so mad at me mm-hmm. she was like why do I have to do that or guess what Miss little Miss Jordan wouldn't do it and she'd be inside somebody else's house not telling us where she was and oh we're God. all up and down the street trying yeah, to find it's all fine games till she doesn't come home and... yeah exactly until she was 10 and she came home and said hey do you know there's sex offenders that live in the area i'm like yes jordan right on the next neighborhood i'm like why do you think all of them live like right there and i said why danger zone yeah why do you think literally we are on the opposite side of the tracks like whoop. but i'm like why do you think I do that to you? Because God forbid something ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. They know where to start. Absolutely. And then she was like, light bulb. My mom's not just a bitch. She loves me. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. That'll hurt. There's been a lot of violence. It's mom hitting daughter. Mm-hmm. Abuse. Help me, please. Ah. Right. Shall we sing oh. the, in the arms of the angel? Oh, I will. Yeah, we got to get there. But, um... 
give me the names of your case. Well, the Tammy. Tammy Tignor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I do hope that we find some justice in her case. Definitely. And for, sure. for all of them, for all of those Absolutely. murdered sex workers. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. And then, see, see? I, I watched her do it. She she corrected herself. I did. I had to think, and but I did it. What are we? Honestly, I hope Seth's parents never do listen to this, just because I don't want them to relive what happened to their son. Oh, for sure. So, but but in I the want event, them to know I'm rooting for Seth's parents. Yes, anybody who, if you know them, or anything like that, send love their way. Give I them a good forehead. Kiss really, for me, really, please. really hope they find peace or have found peace, Same. and are doing just amazing things with their lives. And I hope each and every kid that gets that scholarship does something amazing with them their life. Go ahead. I'm just Jordan's like you're done. She took the <laughs> she I took the, I put it in the middle. she took the microphone away from me and put it in front of her. I'm, um, you're she didn't right, want and you to I shine her. I know she's so jealous. I'm, she yeah. is. I mean, However, <laughs> how could she not want that? <laughs> she's with my twenty percent phone battery right now. Dead. Um, but yeah. So, I, again, I hope Seth's parents have found peace. Yes, same. and. Jordan's about to be annoying while I go over the Patreon. It's what I'm really good at. So, I, if someone would like to support the show for a dollar a month, you can have, well, obviously, you gain access to the Patreon because it's what it is. But we do have bonus content that'll come at you every month. I'm doing one. (laughs) It's so hard to do this, but I'm going to have a. I'm not going to call it a spinoff, but I'm going to be covering cryptids once a month. Jordan, we haven't officially decided what we're doing with her. It might be paranormal. It might be freak accidents. It might be some type of... Hold on. I'm distracted again. (laughs) Whether it be paranormal, freak accidents, airplane crashes... The shit you don't want to know about, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah, you get a new fear unlocked every time. What the They're fuck? called flesh pedestrians. She said skin hijackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'm taking that. Good... I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm That's dead. fine. Um, Rename the episode. We're going back in time. I thought that's what it was. It's a good one. She was confident as <laughs> She really fuck. was. She fucking leaned all the way to the mic. She said, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just scoot in here real quick. Skin hijackers. <laughs> but we're workshopping $5 a month. So at the moment, anyone who's at $5 a month, thank you for your support. You just get bonus content. And yeah, because we wanted to do the drunk advice, but ain't nobody. Well, we don't have enough people and no one has reached out about that. And for fifteen dollars a month, you get the bonus content, and you can. That's me. Choose yes, that's Dan Quillen. You can choose an episode topic, case, a case, both cases, or a cocktail, and that's on murder. Period. Yeah.